You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today, we're excited to bring you an excerpt from Pastor Louis Giglio's new book, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. This excerpt focuses on renewing your mind with God's Word and gives you seven truths you can live by. Chapter 5, Spiral of Sin. Adjustments are needed. So for much of the last decade, I had the privilege of serving in a ministry alongside my friend Chet Williams. He's the chaplain of the Auburn University football team, a team I have loved since I was a kid. Being up close to the team, watching the way Chet served and encouraged the players, coaches, and staff, it was like a dream come true. And walking beside these young men in good days and in hard ones was such an honor. My role was to be a friend of the team, a support. Yet, as a student of the game, I particularly loved to be with the players and coaches in the locker room at halftime. As a fan in the stands, you don't get the true inside view of what's happening with the team. At halftime, you might be happy that your favorite player rushed for a bunch of yards, or you might feel confident about a win knowing your team is up by three touchdowns. But in the locker room, you see a powerful recalibration happening among the team. The coaches have a multi-dimensional view of the game. They have eyes on the defense and offense of their own team, and they know their own team's playbook inside and out, but they also have studied the opposing team by watching countless hours of film from their previous games. They know the opponent's tendencies in every situation. The coaches understand the big picture. So it's halftime, and the players jog into the locker room. They grab some water and down some quick energy snacks, and then the real work begins. The offense and the defense, they huddle on opposite sides of the locker room. Coaches project slides on the wall or draw on a whiteboard, and one of the coaches says, okay, when we're doing XYZ play, they're running ABC defense against us. They're putting these two guys over here and that guy over there, and they look like they're gonna run this direction, but then they're really running that direction. That's what's stopping us. So here's what we're gonna do. When they do ABC, we're gonna do one, two, three. We might've played one way in the first half, but here's how we're gonna play in the second half. Great coaching and most often victory is about making the right adjustments. Consider this moment right now. You were created in the image of God. You were called to greatness. You're God's workmanship, a child of the King. And God wants to set you free from anything that's holding you back. God wants you to live in the fullest potential that He has for your life. It's time you got serious about victory now that God has given you the opportunity to ask. How is the opposition coming against me? What is the enemy doing to me? What adjustments can be made? You can win the battle for your mind. Unchecked thoughts. It's adjustment time. Soberly and honestly, examine if you've given the devil a seat at your table. Consider what Psalm 23 has promised you. As we've discussed, Jesus has prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. The pressure of life is all around you, yet your almighty God has invited you to sit and dine. Whenever you allow the devil to sit, 
He worms his way into a dinner party that belongs to you and God alone. The enemy begins to devour the abundant life meant for you. He's eating your lunch, so to speak. You start heading down the pathway towards sin and death. Death, in this sense, is spiritual death. Not eternal condemnation for believers, but the destruction of the close relationship you are meant to fully and deeply enjoy with God. Scripture is clear that nothing separates you from God's love. Yet followers of Christ can still grow distant from God if they choose. If the devil sits at your table, sin can fill your mind and sour your conscience and ruin the intimate harmony you enjoy with the Lord. With sin in your life, you lose your peace, effectiveness, confidence, and cheerfulness. Relationships are strained. You don't live to your fullest God-given potential. Complicating matters, your own thoughts and feelings can combine with sin and temptation in a spiral that goes around and around. Maybe you've noticed a tendency for people to repeat the same sins. Maybe you've noticed that in your own life. Sometimes the spiral is generational, where the harmful patterns of your grandparents' behavior and attitudes were passed along to your parents, and now you see them showing up in your own life and in the lives of your kids. Other times, the spiral is personal. When life gets tough, we return to our familiar sins, even though we know they're harmful. Either way, the spiral needs to be broken. That's why it's helpful for us to be aware of how this spiral works, so we can combat the enemy's schemes. The spiral begins this way. A temptation or a thought that's not from God comes into your mind. So let's just stop right there. Identify that reality. If a harmful thought enters your mind, it's not from God. We must be awakened to this. Those thoughts are from the enemy, who often uses our own desires against us. How? Well, James describes the start of the spiral this way. He says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do you see it? We're lured and enticed by our own desires. That means the enemy has a plan for your life and for mine. And his plan is to bury us. You and I aren't living in a vacuum, making neutral choices. We live on a battlefield. We're stamped with the image of God and targeted by the enemy who uses our own desires against us, as James says. Our enemy hates God and wants to destroy everything he can that bears God's image. Be aware of this. The enemy wants to kill your dreams. He wants to bury the purpose God has placed inside you. He wants to steal your sense of self-worth and confidence and hope. He wants to destroy your marriage and erode your relationship with your kids. He wants to ruin your good reputation and slander the name of Christ in the process. 
and he's got all kinds of time and no mercy. The way he's going to start you down this road of destruction is by putting a thought into your mind that's contrary to God's best for your life and letting it entice you and letting it fester. But despite the enemy's malicious intent, I don't want you to be fearful or paranoid. But 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. That's a verse you need to remember. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. If today was helpful for you, don't forget you can go and grab a copy of Pastor Louis Giglio's new book, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table, at passionresources.com.